All right, can you hear me? Wait. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, are you hooked up? There we go, yeah, I had it backwards. Hold on, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yep. All right, cool. So how's life in the far west? Not bad, yeah, so it's been a little tricky to uh, get, like, settled a little. And uh, even now, I like, the only... I haven't really been able to find a lot of phones. Like, there's definitely no, like, convenient across-the-street phones or anything like before. So, uh, I'm at the big library. The sound seems okay, though. I think this is all right. It's weird. It's like, you know, it's like a six-story building. But out here where the phones are, like, the ceiling just goes all the way up. And every, every place has weird, different sound. But I think this is all right. It should work okay. Yeah, well, it sounds okay on this end. Cool, yeah. It's like there's just, I guess, because this room is so big and the ceiling's so high, it's just surprising how much, like, just room noise. Like, it's weird. Like, you never notice that kind of thing with just your human ears or whatever. But then once there's a recorder, you notice, like, man, this, this room is just full of weird noise. Anyway. I'm just kind of rambling, yeah, so, uh, geez, I don't know, how long has it been? Three weeks now? It's probably been about three weeks. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, I guess I'll just, uh, we'll just run you through the basics of how things have gone on this whole trip. So, uh, right away, things were, uh, so sucky. Like, three days before I left, I got a super bad sore throat. And, uh, I had a couple little, like, hanging out with people for the last time type things sorted that I didn't get to do because I was just real sick. And, uh, and I was like, oh man, this is miserable. Like, I wish I could reschedule everything because like, I don't want to go on a big long plane ride and then have to sort out stuff in the city while I'm all sick. But luckily, by the time uh, I actually got on the plane and stuff, I just uh, I had to have cough drops in. Like, I, I don't think there was a second that I didn't have a cough drop in my mouth like this whole first week that I was here. But it wasn't so bad. Like, everything kind of cleared up that morning. So it was just like a tickle in the throat. And I was like, oh, thank God, that's, that's, that's lucky. Because like the two days before that, I was so miserable. And I was just imagining, like, imagine doing this trip like that. They would just be the worst. Uh, and, and then also those, uh, you know, I was complaining about those shoes that I had where the uh, heels of them like broke and I had to uh, glue them together and stuff. Yeah. So uh, they got so bad. They almost like had no heel in them. And, uh, and it turns out this was causing me leg problems because as soon as I got rid of those shoes everything was okay but I had this like pain in my hip that was getting so bad that one of my big toes was starting to get numb sometimes and I was well, like you know what it sounds like you've got uh, you probably inherited it a sciatic nerve problem yeah because I was thinking I that cause... one right now in my hip <laughs> and does it do that like does it numb up parts of your body yeah what it does is it's uh, it's actually your back that's uh, off kilter uh -huh. um, like I got a little kink in my backbone, and, and it pinches the uh, those little pads that are between your um, your vertebrae. Right. Those little cushiony pads. Uh, if it's just a little bit off, it pinches that. But where you feel it is in the nerve. It might be in your buttock. It could be go down your leg and be in your calf. And and yes, it can actually go to your feet because it's those nerves that tie all that stuff together. But what's actually causing it is the little the little pad in your back. It's, it's, it's a sad nerve. Man, yeah, that's... Uh, being pinched. Yeah, it was definitely like... Because I was like, man, this is another thing because I just knew once I got here to BC it was going to involve a lot of traveling because, you know, I didn't really have a distinct thing set up. And I was like, oh, this is double bad. Like, I'm sick and uh, I got this bad problem with my leg. But 
but that's another thing that just like kind of cleared up where I got some new shoes I got like some sport type yeah. shoes with like big heels and uh, like and it probably what it did is it just, it just realigned your back just a little bit and then that it takes it away yeah and but I guess people in our family who have it right like Colin tells me that oftentimes he'll get one in his hip like he doesn't get it now because he's retired but when he used to drive a lot with the uh, automotive company he worked with he'd have his wallet in his back pocket and that that oh, yeah. bulge in the back pocket would cause a pain in his buttock that would go down his leg. And yeah, it was his sciatic nerve was causing that. I definitely do have also, like I noticed when I started doing exercise more last year, that uh, one of my shoulders is lower than the other. And apparently that can happen in the hip area. Like it can be that your hips are out of alignment and stuff. And I don't know yeah. if they are. I, I, I've been doing like... They spis- probably are. Yeah, probably. it's probably your back that's a little, a little off. Right. Yeah, and I've been mine, doing... Mine x-rayed. Do you remember, oh, this is about 10 years ago now, I, over Christmas, I think you were home. Anyway, I was on crutches because yeah, I couldn't yeah. figure out what it was. So they did x-rays and everything else, and that's when they told me what it was. It's a little it's a little kink, and uh, yeah, and occasionally you'll have these veins. You'll say, where the heck did that come from? <laughs> well, that's what it is. That's a shame. I guess that's something I can look forward to happening more in the future. Yep. But uh, I have been doing, uh, I should look into that more specifically, but I have been doing like these specific like exercises for people that have like the one shoulder lower than the other. Apparently it's a really pretty common thing. And I have noticed a difference, like they're a lot more level now. So, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe if I can like get on this now and start really being a little careful, (laughs) you know, it can help in the future or something. Man, like, uh, I used to think it was funny with, uh, dumbbells when you go to the store and they have those little ones that are like three pounds and five pounds and I was like what is that for like why would you ever need those but I just got some little five pound ones the other day that are just these little tiny ones because uh, I was watching this guy on YouTube he's like an NFL running back and he's doing these exercises that look so easy where it's just like basically you know you, like, you hold your arms out and you just raise one and then lower it and you just keep doing that over and over with these little tiny weights and it looks like no big deal but man it is brutal it's like a whole different kind of exercise that has like almost no weight at all but i mean it's almost more like yoga type stuff i guess but i couldn't believe it it was like like man i was like i feel like i just did like the craziest workout ever with these tiny little baby weights (laughs) i don't know it's just cool it's like you just got to know like what movements to do and whatever and it like it's kind of cool it's another thing youtube's good for okay so back to the trip yeah so (laughs) all right so where was i so uh so yeah i got here and uh yeah i didn't get a ton of sleep that first day just because i was just like you know and i had to get up at four in the morning or whatever to get to the plane but uh yeah and it was i think a four hour flight pretty long flight anyway but it was it went okay it was uh, the only problem was i left my cough drops in my bag that was in the overhead bin and i was still at that point where if i didn't have a cough drop in my mouth like all the time i just had, would have to cough so i only had one package in my pocket and i managed to i managed to make it through the whole flight just slowly stringing out these cough drops without having to like get up and go into the overhead thing and because i just I would have just been hacking my my brains out so <laughs> so it's just just a, one of those weird things where you're just stuck in this strange sort of situation where you're stuck in a plane and i was over by the window and i'd have to crawl over a bunch of people and then dig out my thing and so you just don't want to do it it's kind of like being in like a dream that's like you know it's not like nightmare level it's just like a weird uncomfortable situation <laughs> you know and you just got to sort of endure it that's what it kind of felt like 
But then when I got here, it's really cool because obviously I haven't been to Vancouver in like seven years. It's been a long time. So right away I got here and like it really does have a different feel, like that West Coast feel. Like it's just cooler, you know, like people are just more laid back and more relaxed and just like just cooler styles. Like Toronto really it's just people working. That's all it is. Like that's the only reason Toronto exists. It's just for big office buildings and for people to work. So uh like it just doesn't feel like that in Vancouver. But also I noticed right after that like like the kind of more relaxed attitude, it goes all the way down the spectrum because the homeless people are also like way more homeless. <laughs> you know, like they're more relaxed also. And uh my friend Ken, the guy who was in his 60s, he uh he lived out here and he he agreed. He's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Like like the like everything is just down a notch of uh I don't know of, of people having their shit together <laughs> which if you're yeah, everybody's no- not just so hectic and crazy and- yeah so if you're just a normal person it's really nice like I do feel like I fit in a lot better with that vibe but if you're a homeless guy you're a double homeless guy <laughs> uh so yeah I got the there's the new train that goes straight from the airport to like the waterfront station down by you know where the the water is and uh so from there I walked down Granville Street that's like the main street downtown yeah and uh, I guess that's one thing I was surprised about is how many businesses are the same. Like New York and Toronto, even if I was just gone for a little while, I'd come back and everything was different. And it doesn't seem as much that way here. Like there's so many places that are still here. And it made me realize like, I don't think I could ever hack that kind of thing, like running a donut shop or something. Cause it, it's like, I just expect every business to fail is like, I guess what I realized about myself. Like I thought you open, you open a restaurant or something, you run it for a few years, then it goes out of business and you do something else. But that's not what you're supposed to do. It's supposed to run forever for decades. And, and it is like all these people that were had businesses before, like they're still just here. I don't know. That's just a dumb thought that I had. But then I went down to the coffee shop I used to work at. And I was all like, oh, it's so cool. I'm back in Vancouver, like awesome. And then that was kind of a a bummer because I went in and it's been totally renovated. So it doesn't look the same at all. It's like a whole different place. And uh, I don't know, that was just kind of like, like just for a moment, I was like, oh man, like I was all set to just like walk into this like nostalgia bomb and just like, oh man, here I am. I'm inside this place where I, you know, hung out so much and met all these people. And then I got there and it's like gone. It's just not there anymore. But, but then that, that was my next thought is like, yeah, well, none of those people are here anymore either. Like all that stuff is gone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like, cause I mean, I would have that dumb thought sometimes in Toronto where I was like, oh man, I miss Vancouver. And like, what would I do if I went back to Vancouver? And there was this part of my mind that just had no plan that was like, well, I don't know. I mean, you could just go back to the stupid coffee shop and work there (laughs) like a dumb plan. Like what a dumb thing that would be to do. But then I got there and I'm like, well, geez, I wouldn't even want to do that. Like, it's a different place. It's not the same anymore. So... Well, things have to move on in life. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so, so then you were at the, at the place for the night, 30 bucks a night or whatever. Yeah, so I had this Airbnb place, but uh, it wasn't going to be ready until 4 p.m. And I got into Vancouver at like, I think, 9 or 10 their time. That's a weird thing, too, where you'd have this big, long flight, but you only lose an hour because <laughs> of the time zones. Uh, so that began what kind of became my thing for these last two weeks, why it's been just tough to settle down and do anything, is just wandering the streets all day because <laughs> I just got to kill time. I just, you know, I had to wait. But yeah, so this first Airbnb place, 
it was really good. It was like this uh, just house where the bottom of the house and the back, most of the house, I guess, was converted into rooms and it had like a communal kitchen, a lot like a hostel, but way, way nicer. And yeah, it was like, you know, 20 some dollars a day. And it really wouldn't be bad. Like, like his monthly charge to rent it is like 650, I think. And I mean, my rent in Toronto was 800 bucks. So that's actually like, geez, like that wouldn't be bad at all. And and it's, uh, you know, you're not stuck in a lease or anything. It's, it's, you know, easily maneuverable or whatever, except that since it's summertime, it's already rented, like for the whole next two months. Somebody else already has it. So I only had it for that one week. But for that one week, it was really cool. It was a really good place to have. And uh, I never even met the guy. Uh, that's one thing I've been noticing. So the two sides to this is... I was the oldest person there, you know, by about 10 years. Everybody else was in their mid-20s, like, backpack traveling. So it's not like I hung out with anybody at the house or anything, because it's just like, well, here I am, I'm the old guy. But on the other hand, being the old guy has actually had a lot of benefits. Like, this guy that I got the place from, he, just because I'm in my 30s, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're fine, like, no worries. He just left the key for me somewhere hidden. I just left the key for him when I left. We both gave each other positive reviews on the little website. And that was like, I didn't even have to, to meet him, you know, because he's just like, you're fine. What, what's going to happen? You, you know, you're not some dick kid. So, uh, yeah, there are some benefits to getting older. right? Yeah. And I've been noticing that like quite a bit already because then so that first week, uh, I guess mostly I was just, you know, trying to find more stable places to stay. So I did find a place that I'm at now, I'll get to in a bit, but uh, the first Airbnb ran out and, you know, there was no more rooms available. And it was another week until my actual apartment that I got on Craigslist was available. Like, I had the last week of uh, July to fill up. So I went on Airbnb again and... And, you know, it's because I, cause I didn't uh, book ahead of time this time. Like, last time there were a lot of good places at good deals because I did it in advance. This time I needed a place, like, in a day and a half or something. So I was kind of at the mercy of just whatever's left. So it was a lot of uh, more expensive places, you know, like the 50 or 60 bucks a day or places that are far away, like out in Richmond and Surrey and stuff that I'm sure were all really nice, but, you know, like a long distance. So I saw this one it was about the same price again you know $27 a day maybe something like that and uh and it was like it was weird like it's it's description wasn't very it was a little bit vague <laughs> you know they didn't really describe exactly what this place was and then doing some like internet research I found other reviews like for other properties that this same person manages that uh that basically they're they're the ones that spilled the beans about it that were like all right here's the deal with this place it's an acupuncture so it's like a series of acupuncture clinics and at night they let just you know they just put a like a little mat or whatever on top of the massage tables and travelers come in and crash out on the tables and i really think it would be to this guy's benefit to not you know to just to be more open about that because i actually i thought it was really cool like i'll tell you about it but but like it's basically like you you submit to stay at the place he says yeah no problem and then he tells you what the actual scenario is which feels a little weird and tricky he's like you know he's a chinese guy and i don't know i mean not to be unfair but uh you know chinese folk are tricky folk like you know like it is like that they would even come up with this idea you know it's just like not really a north american thing whereas 
in the, the sort of more Chinese mindset is like, well, we got these tables, people need to stay, fuck it, cram some people in there. Yeah, got to use it for 24 hours. Yeah. If we can't get masseurs to work 24 hours, well, we'll rent them out. And it actually, like, just, I don't know, the, the, the way the guy wasn't super forthright with it made it seem a lot shadier than it, it was, because it actually turned out to be really cool. Like, I was even thinking, like, what is this, like, some kind of massage parlor? Like, this whole thing, well, this is weird, but whatever, I need a place to stay, and it'll be a funny story or whatever, so let's try it out. But it was, like, a totally legit, like, actual, like, sports injury, acupressure-type place. It was right by uh, Queen Elizabeth Park, which is a really nice part of Vancouver. And, uh, and yeah, like, they had everything, like, set up. Like, they had Wi-Fi for people. They had, like, a shower you can use. Like, they really had everything that you would need. The only downside is you got to leave in the morning, come back at night, you know, because they're a business during the day. Where the place I was at before, I was a lot more flexible. Yeah, and the little massage table, like, yeah, it actually wasn't bad. Like, it's a, it's a little thin. I, like, pushed it against the wall just so I would only have one side I could roll off and not the other side. But, uh, but yeah, it was I actually was fine. It wouldn't be very wide, would it? No, not really, but I, I don't you know. You would want to take a turn in the night and roll off, wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, it, it seemed that way at first. Like, it seemed really narrow, but, but then I had no problem with it. And the guy that ran it, this guy, Peter, I don't know what his real name is because, you know, only Japanese people keep their names. Uh, like Korean and Chinese people always come up with American names, so his name is obviously not Peter, <laughs> but but he was real nice and real friendly, and it's and it's awesome too because he has a bunch of these places. So like if I get caught in between places again, it's just nice to know that like he his place is there. That's no problem. I can just always go there anytime, and it's and it was pretty cool. The only downside was uh, that I couldn't leave my bag there during the day, and I had to leave during the day. So the next week, I basically just wandered the city a lot, <laughs> you know, like it was hard to do much else except just wait out the time until my apartment, my real apartment was ready. And, and it's okay, my bag's got this little wheelie stuff and it was kind of neat. It's like just this one book bag, like that's everything I own. And I'm like, holy shit, like this is kind of cool. <laughs> this is it. This is everything. <laughs> except now this week I bought some dumbbells and stuff. So that's obviously a little trickier to deal with, but, uh. But the only downside to that, like wandering around all day was pretty cool, except there's been this crazy heat wave here. It's like in the news and everything. Oh yes, I've heard, yeah, they're actually, yes, a real, real uh, phenomenal dry spell. And I think it's about the third year that they've had it. Oh really, yeah, because I was thinking I was very un-British Columbia-like. Like one of the days I was out here, it rained, and yesterday it rained, but that's it. It's been these two days, and uh, and I was really noticing that. I'm like, oh my god, it is so hot out. Like, how is it so hot out? And then I looked around and realized, like, all the grass is dead. <laughs> like, 90% of the grass is dead. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is something that's going on. And yeah, it turns out they've, uh, like, instituted, like, you're not allowed to use water to uh, water your lawn and stuff because of drought conditions and things. But that heat really was, like, awful like where I would be under a tree like under the shade of a tree and trying to scan for the next tree and like getting up my uh getting up my gumption to like go to the next the whole thing was basically just finding somewhere to not burn to death during the day because it was just real bad like really really yeah, hot well, the news, it's all over the news apparently the whole west coast there's burning right up yeah so that made that week you know not not the best <laughs> And then, uh, and then once things would finally start to cool down around seven or eight o'clock, you know, I had to be at the uh, acupuncture place by ten. So, yeah, you know, it wasn't it was it was a, a weird weird week, but still, you know, it was okay, whatever. And then, uh, 
So then, I guess to bring us up to the present, I thought there'd be more to this story, but I guess not, really. I've just been <laughs> just like, here's the places I stayed, and I wandered around a lot. Uh, so I, I haven't really found a permanent, permanent place. This place I found, it's like this really nice uh, house, really nice apartment in this really nice house, but it's only for one month. Because I was actually kind of looking for, like, shorter-term stuff, just so I, you know, would, just because, uh, I don't know, I, th- I my thinking was that that would be kind of a benefit, like, that probably people don't want short-term stuff, but I do want short-term stuff, so maybe that would make it easier to get. But places that were, like, three months, six months, like, I never really heard back. And then I did hear back from this guy for the one month, and... And again, it's because I'm like, hey, 35-year-old, just a dude, just a guy. And just because of that, he's like, oh, this guy will be fine. Like, let's just give it to this guy. It'll be no problem. So, so the, where is this place? It's, uh, it's up on, uh, like, Nanaimo Street. It's, like, not too far from where I very first lived when I got to Vancouver. And my uh, my friend Aaron used to live by there. The, uh, the P&E, like, the big exhibition is out there, the exhibition center. Okay. And, oh man, you should see the view from like if you open the back door, it's just the mountains. It's insane. It's so, so gorgeous. But uh, this guy, he told me that uh, basically he's got a whole bunch of exchange students coming in next month. And uh, so he just got this, so the guys that previously lived in this house are leaving one by one. So he had this one month gap. And he said he got like 150 responses just for this one room for the one month. So I was like, holy crap. So I guess, I guess my idea about this was really wrong <laughs> it's like that's what made me think in the back of my mind i'm like man i'm glad old peter's there with the acupuncture clinic you know <laughs> like like now my basic plan is i've got this month to figure out a place for next month that'll hopefully be a little more stable but like there's a yeah it's it's crazy out here it really is just like you know everybody just scrambling for housing and stuff and is this place it's, well, it doesn't matter because you're only there for a month. Yeah, it's it's a little pricey. It's like 700 It's not as, like, if I, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to stay there for a particularly long term if I could help it. Because uh, it really is fancy. It's way fancier than anything I would ever need. Like, it's like this beautiful house with this, like, the beautiful living room and the big TV and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't need any of that. I just need a little hole in the wall. <laughs> I'm fine, you know. But, but just because it was available and the, you know, I was like, all right, let's just take this, have a more stable base of operations for August and really sort of try to sort things out better from there. And, uh, but yeah, it was really cool. The guy that, uh, owns the place, he works at, uh, SFU and, uh, he's some kind of recruiter for, I don't know, job stuff. He, he made some vague references that he's like, you know, he, we talked about New York and stuff and, and he's like worldly fellow and he's like who knows maybe i can get you a job somewhere so i'm like okay cool like this seems like a good guy to know but yeah i thought that was interesting though that like that he got all these like you know almost like you know over a hundred responses or people that want to stay at this place but i guess most of them are not of my advanced age (laughs) and i love that that's what got me in the door he's like oh finally someone who's got all their bullshit out of their system (laughs) i can just rent this place to so yeah i mean the uh it was funny because that that was my first feeling like i first get here and it's like cool vancouver style and like girls with tattooed boobs and all this stuff and then i get to my like hostel place and it's like oh everyone's younger than me and i'm like oh man i'm not young and cool anymore but everything after that being 10 years older has been much much better like just just so many more doors just just open easily i guess we'll see how that goes for getting a job maybe it'll be the same thing they're like oh finally some guy who's not just a fucking drunk dick (laughs) or a dumb kid 
but I haven't looked into that at all yet, you know, because I've just, once I got this new apartment, I basically just am like, whew, you know, just relaxed for a couple days and I haven't really earnestly done anything else since then, but but that's where we're at, so that's how things are going. Well, it'd be nice if you had a place a little more permanent so you wouldn't be spot. You can always guess. Yeah, and I really uh, am definitely hoping to avoid, you know, going back to uh, <laughs> sleeping on the massage table or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so I guess we'll see. And really, I mean, like this, this one place, it's not like I broke my back trying to find it. I don't know. I think I replied to three Craigslist ads. Yeah, I think only three. And this guy got back to me, you know. So it's like if I really just like paper the thing and just canvas like crazy, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll find something. But yeah, I would like to find somewhere a little cheaper. It's not going to be a ton cheaper, but you know, a bit cheaper than that. And uh, and I mostly I don't, and like the the city is split up into zones, and I do want to stay in zone one. Like zone one is Vancouver proper, so it's a little more expensive. But but uh, once you get into the other zone, like bus passes cost more, and it's just like the middle of nowhere. And I I just don't want to live in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can see that. If I was up here, I would want to be someplace central. Yeah, and I mean, so like... much more going on in central. And if you're outside, you're spending so much money in in uh, transportation. Yeah, well, that's one thing, too, is, like, uh, the bus passes. Like, a, a monthly bus pass in Toronto was 170 some dollars. I never bought one because it was just crazy, like, just too expensive. Here, as long as you're in that interior zone, it's 90 bucks. It's like so much cheaper, but if you live out in the outer zones, it's about the same. I think so. It's really that's the problem. Is like Toronto just didn't have gradations. You just had to pay for the the big Kahuna version all the time. So I mean, for that and stuff like that, like yeah, it's nice to be in inside the zone, the one zone. And yeah, it's just been cool to be back, man. It's just a cool town, and it feels so weird because like like Vancouver was just like a. I don't know, like, all the other kind of parts of my life, like, obviously in Fredericton, like, everybody was there in Fredericton, and in New York, I mean, I had, like, a whole fucking audio-visual podcast bonanza following me around, like, that whole thing, that whole experience is, like, chronicled if anybody ever wanted to know about it, and then Toronto, like, Brad is there, Matt's there, everybody's there, all these people that I know, but Vancouver was this weird little time where it's, like, me and that girl Erica and then some other people that aren't here anymore, like, nobody... Like, it was so, uh, it's like a little island experience. Like, nobody else really kind of knew what this was like. You guys visited the one time. But, like, it's weird to come back to, because it's like, oh, yeah, this was that. And it's been so long. It's almost like all the, all those memories are almost like weird dreams, almost. And now I'm walking through them. I'm like, whoa, remember all this shit? Like, I'm in it again. (laughs) Like, what the? So I still don't know, like, long-term what my plans are. But, I mean, it's definitely, I'm happy enough to be here that I'll definitely stay for a while. Like, that's one... I'm glad to hear it, that you're not out there saying, oh, God, this is what I remembered it to be. Yeah, no, the city is awesome. I mean, it is weird that nobody's here. And, like, like I don't know, that, that weird apartment I had last year in Toronto, like, I'm getting good use out of, uh, like, my isolation training, I guess. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> out here, like, yeah, I don't know anybody. But, but it's, like, kind of okay. Like, this place I live, there's two other roommates, and they seem fine but like i'm not going out of my way to make friends with them like i'm just feeling okay with just being by myself for now it's not a big deal uh i'm gonna say yeah also just the like the the feeling that i had was like like with new york i always used to feel uh especially when i saw kids and stuff i'd feel bad for them i'm like ah like everyone talks about how good new york is but i feel bad that you have to live here type of feeling and uh 
in Toronto was just a neutral feeling. Whereas here in Vancouver, like just seeing these people walk around the library, like that's kind of my thought is I'm like, do you guys even know how lucky you are? You live in Vancouver, <laughs> you know, like this place is the coolest. And the mountains, holy goddamn! Like the city kind of feels smaller than I remembered, and it is a lot smaller than Toronto is. Like you can just walk. I walked halfway across the city one day, and and I was like, holy shit! Like I'm already here. Like wow, you know. Like and but but the mountains are bigger than I remember. Like they're enormous. Like the CN Tower was my big thing for the last five years. The CN Tower ain't shit. <laughs> you know? Well, now remember, it's only one item. Yeah, but but that is... You're looking at a panoramic thing out there. Yeah, but in the CN Tower, though, it was always the thing. Because, like, Toronto, I liked and all, but it is a very bland sort of place. And that would be the, like, you know, you'd be at different parts of town. Or, like, remember when we we went out to that place, Humber Bay? And you're like, you know, you can see the CN Tower way in the distance. Like, it's always just, that's the landmark is the CN Tower. Whereas here, yeah, it's like these mountains. I feel almost like I went down to the lake the other day and just kind of, again, I was just killing time. It's like, okay, I got two more hours to kill. Like, let's just go to the lake. And I literally, did, or the, oh, I guess it's not a lake here. It's like real water. And I just went down and was just staring at the mountains. And I felt like I was in like a sanitarium or something. Like, like I'm just, like these, just the hugeness of these mountains is just like, like, calming and healing it's just like like maybe that's one of my theories is I'm, i think maybe people are cooler in vancouver because these giant mountains just kind of remind you that like your dumb problems don't really matter <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like it's hard to pretend you're some kind of big deal and your dumb job is important or whatever when these huge mountains are just looming over you and just reminding you that you're just some little dude yeah you're just a little cog yeah so anyway, so basically things are going okay. It's been like a little weird. Although I was going to say, like, I kind of wish more people I knew were here. But the thing is, there are people. It's just they're not the people that I knew from the coffee shop. And, like, my really good friends, I wish they were here. I still do know some people, like, from the uh, the movie theater and stuff. But I haven't even told them yet that I'm here. I'm just like, I don't know, I'm, I've kind of... It's good that I got them here as backup for some people to hang out with if I start to go crazy, but but just to be on my own is actually kind of cooler, I think, for now. Maybe that's that's going to be a turning point in your life and you're not going to connect up with people you have known. Maybe this is the the venture of new people. Yeah, and I think I will, like I will eventually be like, hey guys, guess what, I'm here, But, but yeah, I can't really see hanging out with them all the time and whatever like you know i'll see them it, i'll see them here and there but it's like people i used to know at the comic shop or whatever it's like hey nice to see you but i mean let's not hang out every day it's just that yeah that uh i don't know i think even like just like i, I think i should follow that kind of intuition more of like like i kind of know how well i get along with people right away i mean like all that crap with joel's wife and stuff like like, I knew that was going to happen, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, I would think about babysitting more all the time, like, for a couple of years before I did, but I never did because it's like, eh, how long is that going to work? How long are we going to get along? And, yeah, so I think maybe that's a better... Like, just to to, to, to follow that, uh, that little thought in my brain, it's like, yeah. Although the only downside, I guess, is that there is no there are no alternative people i've got the people that i'm like yeah i'll see him it'll be okay there just is no one else right now but i'll find somebody you know like life finds a way <laughs> yes it does and then and it'll happen 
you'll meet people that you'll start hanging out with without looking for them. Yeah. It'll just happen. Yeah, that's my main plan is like first find a more stable apartment, then start looking into jobs and stuff, and then uh, and then I think I'm going to try to find like writing groups and stuff because there's all these websites like meetup.com and stuff where people just meet up about different stuff. And uh, I don't really want anybody like they have these like writing meetups where people critique each other's writing and shit. I don't really want anyone to do that. I don't want them to read my stuff. Like my stuff's fine. I don't need their opinion. I just want to meet people that do stuff that I do or that are interested in stuff that I'm interested in. And maybe that'll, that'll be a start. That's so that's kind of my vague plan is like find an apartment, look into some jobs, uh, and then find some writerly people and hang out with them and see how that goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, I'll just find some other people or something. Well, you're in kind of a, like a cultural melting pot there. So I can imagine there's all kinds of people that are kind of laid back and doing that, some things that are similar to what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I really did feel like, uh, that was always a weird feeling in Toronto is it was always kind of like, like, why am I here? Like, what is this? Like, uh, right before I left, I went to hang out with Matt up in, like, North York, where his office is are. And, like, it's all just offices. It's all just business people. Like, that's the... It's like a, a mini city of just office workers. And out where I lived, same thing. It was just office workers. And downtown, of course, office workers. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, this is, like, a weird city for me to be in. Mm, commercial center of Canada. Yeah, and then once you get out of the office parts, you know, it just becomes bland housing, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Vancouver definitely is a lot more my speed, that's for sure. Well, hopefully that feeling will last and you might stay put for a little bit, or, you know, just at least find yourself a little holding pond so that you can go off and travel around and do things, but have a little base you can go back to. Of course, if worse comes to worse, you know there's always a base here. But yeah, I know you course. really don't like it here. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, I mean, that's something that's been neat, too, about that kind of that week where I was, like, forced to uh, just drag around my book bag all day and uh, not be home is is the only things that, like, didn't fit in there is, like, like weights, like dumbbells and stuff. Other than that, you know, that, that bag is, like, a little unwieldy. It's a little heavy. But but it's everything like I was really thinking hard about it and I'm like what else do I even need here like I'm pretty sure everything I need is in this bag and like that's like for the whole week I just walked around with that bag and everything was fine so like yeah why why couldn't I uh, sort of keep going that way like if everything I got fits in a bag like yeah I could go wherever just bring my stupid bag so that was that was pretty cool man like a guy's walking through this library thing he just walked by he's like white dude with uh like the dreadlocks which is never a great look but he has a huge tuba <laughs> he's just walking through <laughs> like i never saw anybody with a tuba in five years in toronto or if you did you know it would be like a very fancy pants yeah tuba player it wouldn't just be some dreadlocked dude with his tuba yeah so 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 far so good to hear it yeah and i really it really is weird like i mean uh how it does seem like in hindsight everything everything happens for a reason or whatever but yeah like all that weird crap of going back to toronto and going back and getting that weird apartment in the middle of nowhere and then just having to uh live by myself all winter and like yeah it really just makes it seem seem much better now like i'm thinking if i had moved last summer 
Like, uh, I don't know, I just feel like I got a little bit of a thicker skin now for just being by myself all day. And it's just like, like, oh, cool, here I am, just doing stuff. Whereas I feel like last year in this same scenario, I would probably be way more like, oh, where is everybody? I'm all by myself, you know? So it was weird. It's like, you got to get low to get high, you know? You got to have a bad time to make it better later type of shit. Yeah, and that could be why you're appreciating this so much now, because you... You went through kind of a bummer time there last year. That's where, too, I do... home, and I know you were completely miserable most of the time that you were here. Yeah, well, I mean, and then it uh, definitely continued on. There was all like, that relationship shit going on. Yeah, and that was weird, too, because, like, that took me a while to unravel that, but that, it seemed like that was like, oh, that's getting me all down. But really, it's not. Like, really, the dominoes were tipping before then, and all that was, like, just part of it was like this weird mad scramble I had to like oh what's going on in Toronto what's going on with my life like let's make this mean something oh with this girl I know let's make this like you know it it wasn't really it started before that I guess you know but yeah just uh, I don't know am I old enough for a midlife crisis yet 35 34 at the time oh you can have it anytime that's close enough I mean I think that's that's kind of, I mean, just to put it in vague terms, I guess it was like one of those. It was just like, what am I doing in Toronto? What have I been doing these last few years? Like, you know, yeah, you just, I just, just had to, just had to crash into some rocks in order to think about it harder or whatever. Yeah, like even that, like I'm still kind of like bummed out with like, man, I can't believe I got in a fight with Joel because of his wife. Like, what the hell? Like, how did that happen? But if I didn't, Maybe I'd still just be there in stupid Toronto still. Like, I, you know, that extra, <laughs> extra little kick. It would be nice, I guess, to have um, more positive motivation in my life. Like, to not move on to the next thing because the last thing fell apart. <laughs> but, you know, well, well, I'll work on that. That'll be my next step in life. But for now, it does the job. It's like, whatever. Whatever got me to move somewhere else, it, it did it. It did, the, did what it needed to do. You know what? That's life. You know when. Yeah, and it's not like I killed somebody. Your life too much. Got in a fight with somebody. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's always something. Most most things that go on in your life, there's usually a silver lining. It doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem it at the time. But once things kind of settle into place, life goes on. Life carries on. And usually, there's something better comes out of it. You just gotta look for it. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes I think that. You don't even have to look for it. Sometimes it comes and hits you right in the face. You just got to be smart enough to see it. That's a weird thing, too, is these, like, kind of, um, like, negative lessons or backward lessons or whatever. Another reason why I'm not, like, just uh, going, like, where I don't want to just hurriedly, like, make a new little friend group here in Tor- or in Vancouver is because, like, I do think that was a weird thing in New York and in Toronto where both times I'm like, all right, here we go. Here's the group. Like, Like, I got this sorted out. It's all good. And now we'll just... I'll be happy friends forever. And then it's amazing how fast it just falls apart. You get in one stupid fight and that's it. And uh, and that's fine. That's just how it is. But but I was I was definitely looking at it the other way. Like, all right, we're friends forever now. Nothing will ever go wrong. And then it went wrong and then it went wrong. And it's like, all right, well, let's just not do that again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'll try to sort out my own shit and not just like lean on these other people to be my little social group and to give my stupid life meaning and then you know then we get in a dumb fight and then I feel all bad like I think I'll just try to sort out my own stuff more 
And you know what, if they were meant to be, if, if that was a friendship that was meant to be, um, Joel would have stood up to his wife a little bit. Yeah, and said, <laughs> you know, Joel. I'm, I'm not taking sides here. I but mean, obviously he took sides with her. Right. Um, I, so that was not... Uh, I do kind of think that too, where I'm, I'm kind of glad he didn't in a way, because... Like, would that really be worth it for him? Like, he's the one who's got a... He, he's in it, you know? He's got two kids, he's got a wife, he's got a house, he's got a job. Like, is it really worth it for him to rock that boat just because I'm telling him, like, you better rock that boat? <laughs> well, know? and besides that, if, it is, if he had rocked that boat, every time you came on the scene, the boat would get rocked again. Yeah. Because uh, she was not going to give up or give in. Yeah, and I mean, it was already, like, wildly stressful. And I mean, yeah, it was kind of looking yeah. for an out anyway. I just, you know, I really kind of wish I'd been a little smoother about it. But, oh, that's the other thing, man. I got to never, ever have discussions with people through, like, email. Like, it's the worst. Like, if we had just met up somewhere, in both cases, with Joel and with all those New York people and with that girl in Toronto, with everybody, it's always, like, if it's text it's so much worse like everything comes off harsher and it's easier to just be harsher and nobody gets inflection and tone and you don't have a regular back and forth it's like here i'm gonna dump all my problems boom and then they reply with well here's all my problems boom and it's the worst so at least i could take that lesson from it is like never ever ever like if someone is trying to engage me in an argument over like an email just don't do it just be like listen you want to come talk to me come talk to me but yeah, I definitely got to, I definitely at least learned that. That's a very distinct lesson, I think, for sure, is just don't do that. So, anyhow, this is weird too, man, this time difference. Like, it's, uh, it, must, it must be pretty late for you by now, right? It is, uh, 9.07. <coughs> yeah, so here it's only 5 o'clock. Ah. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, feeling. Yeah, I had to, like, yeah, just, like, trying to time it out, like, to to call you at like a seven or whatever it's like all right i'll get to there by three and like yeah really weird yeah. you know what that's not gonna work so why don't you you can follow me as late as nine or ten yeah i mean yeah sure oh yeah i'm around cool. in fact there's usually more of a chance that i'll be around at nine or ten i was kind of thinking too i mean just because uh yeah just it's weird finding phones and i'm still settling stuff in do you think we let's let's go for like a bi-weekly for a while just because just because dragging my recorder around and finding a phone, it's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> so. Okay, we can do that. But yeah, you can do, uh, yeah, 9, 10, even 11. Yeah, okay, well that's good. Uh, is Thursday still good or Monday? Like, what's the best day for you? Thursday, Thursday. We, had, we had settled in on about Thursday, didn't we? Yeah, we were started with Monday and we moved to Thursday, so yeah, I just thought I'd double check at how things are for you. Let's try Thursdays for a bit and see how that works. Yeah, right. So, yeah, let's go with every two weeks, say, unless, okay. uh, and if I'm, like, dying to do a podcast, I'll, I'll email you or I'll just call and see if you're home or whatever. Okay. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things you I can have to get some topics, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I guess, I don't know, we always seem to find something to talk about, but, uh, yeah, again, I've still, I've always got a little mental index of ideas of stuff, so that should be no problem. That's something that kind of blows my mind sometimes when I think about how uh, Keith and Hemda have been doing their show daily for, oh, like 10 years now. Like, man, <laughs> you know, like what is there to talk about anymore? And they right. still have quite an audience, do they? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's huge, but uh, 
yeah, I think I think the whole sort of medium of podcasting kind of grew up around them. Like it got it got real big, and they didn't get any bigger. I think too, like there was that period where they were really doing okay. Like uh, they had a relationship book that was actually in stores and everything. But I'm kind of guessing, and Keith was in a movie. Like he had a small part in a movie. But I'm guessing that just based on my interactions with him. I think that like people don't want to deal with him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we probably a one-off that one. Yeah, because like I remember the guy who directed this movie it was just this dumb straight-to-DVD horror movie. But uh, all Keith did was complain about all the cheapness and crappiness of it. And then when the director guy came on, he was like, like one of the few people to call him on it and be like, "What is wrong with you? Like I put you in my movie. Why are you being such an asshole about it?" And it's just like how he is. It's what makes him entertaining. And I think that's kind of. The, like because I was definitely felt similar is like why is this guy such a dick all the time after all these like times I've edited for him and helped him but I never wanted to say anything because who am I <laughs> you know? but after a while you know when somebody is the same personality and yeah. it never seems to grow or change yeah, it gets a little tiresome and that's kind of the sense that I get is like like it seems like it's all the same people from back in the like he's got the same listeners he always used to have but it hasn't grown any and these like little fledgling sort of uh, moves into the more mainstream I think that's why they never went anywhere is because like nobody wants to to work with somebody who's just an asshole <laughs> you know that's my theory anyway yeah no it's definitely like one of those things where back in 2006 like sometimes people would know Keith and the girl but nobody does anymore like they're still paying the bills but it's it's hyper obscure well besides those people that were followers of it's 10 years later yeah hopefully they've kind of matured a bit mellowed a bit maybe um but if you're still this guy who's kind of uh like andrew dice clay you know every second word is a curse word and a swear word and you're always kind of angry at the world like like, like come on like grow up a little bit yeah well that's something too a little bit or i think that's a change too is yeah when i was in my mid twenties, I was like, "Yeah, this is the best." <laughs> yeah, and now, well, yeah. <laughs> now so I'm staring at mountains. When you're in your mid thirties, you're just like, "Hey, like, been there, done that, seen that." Like, yeah. is there nothing more to you? No more depth. No more roundedness. Uh, like, nothing more. Yeah, yeah. It's like the two sides where it initially, to me, like that's what was like seemed brave. Is like, "Wow, this guy'll say anything. How great." But then, yeah, as you get a bit older, it's like the actual braveness is like, just be a fucking human being, <laughs> like, for God's sake. <laughs> be a normal person. Talk about what's really going on in your life. But, uh, yeah. I mean, even that, though, that's another kind of, like, neat little thing about this. Because that's one reason why Vancouver was so cool the first time I moved here was that I didn't know anybody. And I just managed to make it work. Where since then, it's like, New York, I, I knew those people. And even in Toronto, I met most of the Toronto people through like a Keith and the Girl meetup. So it's one of those things I, I could have done that again if I was still on good terms. I could have just found the Keith and the Girl fans from this city. And and it's like such an easy way to go because to them I was like a little mini celebrity. So I'd have these friends where I like they just immediately like me because they know me from this show. And it's kind of nice that all that's off the table now. It's just like back to normal. Like let's just do this normal style. and. Because it really was the best way to go. So. so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's neat, too. Like, even this guy who uh, who I rented the room from this time, like, 
uh, you know, we were just blabbing about jobs and stuff. And, uh, and I was telling him, like, yeah, you know, one of my big things, I really do want to, like, dedicate myself more to writing. See if I could get something published. Like, that would be really cool. And now that I'm in my 30s, like, nobody even thinks that's a weird thing to say. They're like, yeah, you probably could. Why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whereas if you're, like, 24, it's like, yeah, okay, everyone yeah, wants to be a writer. Are. Yeah. Uh, you're just a deadbeat who doesn't want to do anything. You don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy, too, the, the landlord guy, he, uh, he I think he's 48, he said. But, yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, let me tell you a little secret. Is like, honestly, you don't really need to get your shit together till you're 40. <laughs> that was his advice to me. He's like, yeah, like, why not? Why not try to write something and get some rejection slips or whatever? At least so you know you did it. Like, it's better than to regret that you didn't try. And, uh, like, that whole thing of, like, 30s, the new 20, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's true. It's like, so with your 40s, who cares? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he seemed like I an mean, okay guy. parents who don't put the demands on you. Like most parents who say, oh, my God, you're 35 years old. You're going to be 36 now. You well, should he actually, he brought that work. up, too, that, um, because he works at, uh, SFU. What is SF? What is no? It is Simon Fraser University. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. that's where he works. But because there's like a huge Asian population here, it's like 40, 50 percent at least, probably. I don't know the actual stats, but like a lot of Asians <laughs> that live in in BC. And he said he sees that all the time. Is like these kids from Asian families that are, you know, like they're just at university. They're like 19 or something, and they're just like crazy pressure to go through these like you know biological engineering program like crazy hard stuff and and they're all just stressed and miserable and and yeah he like looks at it like he's like i know there's nothing i can say to them and like that's their culture and that's their family and stuff but i just want to tell them like like you're ruining your life and it's not worth it <laughs> like especially i mean in the, the just the weird um just the way the world is now where even that stuff like even if you get through a university with an advanced degree and you're like top of your class it's not like you're on easy street after that then you're still fighting for all the small amounts of jobs and then you get this job and then it's like a miserable slog and it's yeah. like it's a big pressure to uh to conform to whatever the big business wants you to be yeah and i mean somebody's got to do this stuff but yeah like it's important to take a step back and be like but do i have to do this <laughs> is this for me and then in my particular case i mean the fact that i'm just like kind of like I think it's kind of cool that I just have one book bag with all my stuff in it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if that's the life that I think is cool, then what the hell is all this other shit? Like, is it... Obviously, I need to get a little more income coming in than my traditional zero, but but it doesn't have to be, like, uh, this whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. He was a cool guy. I liked him. Well... Well, I'll look forward to hearing from you then in two weeks to see what's happening. Maybe we'll have a, a, a really topic that'll blow everybody's mind to talk about. But if not, we'll just chat about life. Yeah, I mean, I like to think that this is uh, relatively interesting just on its own, you know? Just moving away. That's always interesting. So, I'm just writing in my phone for two weeks to remind myself. Save, ding-ding. Cool. All right, so, yeah, I guess I'll let you go then and uh, wander around well, the city some more. the rest of the evening because you've got a whole evening still ahead of you. Yeah, oh, man, one thing that's really nice is uh, English Bay that's uh, up, like, I used to work uh, 
by Granville and Davy Street. If you go up to the end of Davy Street, it's like this awesome. Man, I remember like it's this is beautiful part of uh, of Vancouver. And me and Erica, we actually got an apartment right by there. And then uh, like three days before we were gonna move in, we broke up <laughs> and we just like abandoned the apartment. And it's such a bummer because uh, I mean it's way better that we didn't break up right after we moved in. That would have been way weirder. But I always think that, like, oh, that was the, the cool place, like the cool part of town. Anyway, uh, if you go out there, like, around 7.30 at night, it's right when the sun's going down. And there's tons of people all just sitting there, like, on the beach, on the old driftwood and stuff. Like, it's a movie. <laughs> like, everyone's just watching the sun go down. And that's where, like, that last week of, uh, like, being forced to be out of the house all day, like, stuff like that has been pretty neat. Like, I might even swing up by there. Like, it was just fun. You just sit there and watch the sun go down. And then, it, and it literally like a movie. Like, it, like, the credits are rolling. Everybody just packs up as soon as the sun goes down. And they're like, all right, we saw it. But yeah, it's really cool. It's just neat. Oh, there's nothing like nature to make you feel close to the earth. Yeah, oh, man. This really is, like, such a beautiful city. It's ridiculous. Like, it's just... I'm always thinking that though about like with the blazing heat like I should try to appreciate it because once the winter hits and it's just uh, gray and miserable all winter I'm sure I'll I'll miss it but yeah, I don't know it's like there's really no like it's just bad both ways like that heat was so unbearable like it's ridiculous it was like being in a desert so yeah I, don't know. I mean I believe that it made it made the national news on a couple of days yeah yeah, they were talking about the wildfires that are in northern British Columbia, and they were saying that uh, uh, a lot of the smoke and pollution and that, not pollution, but the, it's causing pollution in Vancouver. But then they mentioned the heat in Vancouver, and they showed a picture one night of, uh, yeah, and everything was all dried up and yellow. Yeah, yeah, it's like 90% dead grass out here. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a little rough. But hey, you know what? You can't have everything. No, that's Well, a- we were up to our hips in snow last winter, right. there were those disgusting pictures of end of January, early February, and people are out on the golf course, and people's <laughs> gardens are blooming out there, and birds were singing. It was like some, like June, and it was like, oh, how disgusting to think that that place is in Canada, and here's the rest of us, all with snow up to at least our kneecaps and higher. Yeah, this place, it really does feel like a different country, even though it's within Canada. It's crazy. But yeah, I was thinking that too. There, there is no, there is no good, like, place to go. Because even if you went, like, down south in the States, then you get uh, all the crazy bugs and shit. Like, I know a guy from uh, California that got bit by a scorpion. And because of their shitty health care, it cost him, like, 20 grand all the medicine he needed to not die from a scorpion (laughs) it's like all right you can have your scorpions like (laughs) i'm sure southern california is cool but that's all right Uh, i'm good yeah there's just there's no winning there's always something bad about every place but if you look around there's usually something good too yeah yeah absolutely all right cool so yeah i guess i'll get back to my wandering okay (laughs) it was great hearing from you i'm glad for the update yeah, yeah, I'm glad this has all gone well, and uh, yeah, and I'll let you know as far as I'm still sitting pretty good money-wise, but, uh, and again, I mean, I really, I, I feel like, like I will have to get a job, like, it was so weird in Toronto when I think back, I'm like, how did that happen? How did I just never get around to getting a job? But that's where another thing where I think just uh, not knowing anybody will really help, 
where it's like it'll seem like a bonus it's not like getting a job it's like oh i gotta get a job it'll seem like cool it's like oh good i'll have a job and i'll have some people to talk to and a place to go and stuff to do well i told your father to put a little bit in your, in your bank account at the end of the month but i know he hasn't done it right he put deposited some checks for me but uh, i know he didn't do it i can tell by looking at the bank account so i mentioned it a couple of times he's completely forgotten <laughs> well yeah i mean so far everything is fine but uh yeah i'll let you know how things are i'll keep you posted on that front well i'll make sure that i get a little bit in there for you probably will end up having to do it myself your father's so into computer games now that this is life sitting down in their garage drinking beer turning in bottles at the bottle exchange riding his bicycle and that's it. <laughs> well, it's nice that he's got the bike thing going on, though. That's good. Exercise and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he bikes a lot. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, if I was ever to do a podcast with Dad, that was one of the few things that came to mind is I could talk to him about video games. But but uh, even just thinking that through, I was like, you know, though, probably really just where that discussion would go is how me and him both had, like, the worst tempers ever about video games in the 80s, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Except I was a little kid, he was a grown-up. <laughs> but that's really kind of where my mind went. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind talking to him about that, but that's a weird, it's a weird well, topic. Well, do video games so, so much, it's just war games. Yeah, yeah, now it seems like a much, yeah, more chill uh, thing. Cripsies must have won World War Two about, I don't know, 150,000 times? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he's on the Allied side, but really, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like that is, like, the better type of game. That's a weird thing, too. I mean, video games have just changed. I mean, like, they really are more laid back and kind of easier. I think people have realized, like, that those old school video games, like, they were kind of miserable. Like, they were all based on the arcade model where they just want you to die so they can get a new quarter out of you. But video games at home, there was really no need for that. Like, you already own the game. There's no need to kill you all the time, but they really were brutal. Like, I just saw the other day uh, this YouTube show where they got a bunch of current teenagers to play games from when I was a kid, and they couldn't beat, like, one level. Like, those games were insanely hard. So, I mean, I'm like, I, it was obviously a combination of uh, just not having my personality under control, but, like, that story is so common of people that lost their temper at video games. And I think it's partially because those games were so hard. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely different these days. It's a much more... Nowadays, if you just put the time into a video game, you're going to win eventually. Where back then, they're like, you will never win. <laughs> you cannot win. Man, though, I definitely don't miss that. Like, uh, I know I keep saying I'm going to go, but do you remember <laughs> the hole in the wall in the third floor of the house? Yeah. I remember that day. It's this game Street Fighter 2 that I borrowed from the Hardings across the street. And at that point, I mean, I was in my teens. Like, it was getting to the end of acceptability to be losing my temper at a video game. But I remember that. Like, I got so mad that I punched a hole in the wall. And I remember really thinking, like, okay, this has to stop. I really got to stop with this bullshit. But then I just put that painting over it, and you didn't find it for years. <laughs> Which was kind of nice in a way, because then by the time you found it, it's like, well, there's no point getting mad now. It was years ago. <laughs> I remember that pretty distinctly as one of the very last times that I got mad at a video game. I mean, I still get mad at video games, but then I stop. I'm just like, okay, I'm getting a little mad at this game. Go do something else. Yeah, I mean, after all, it's a game. Yeah, I know, right? It's virtual nothingness. It means nothing. Anyway, I'm really, really rambling at this point. So, yeah. I will talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay. 
cool. All right, have a good night. And, well, what's left of mine, you have a yeah. great evening. You've got a few hours to burn. Yeah, I will. All right. Okay. See you later. Okay, Keith. Bye-bye.